from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. He says, I've uh, uh, sinned against thee. Thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. So we've got to make sure that we ask the Lord to wash us thoroughly from all of our sins, from everything that's down on the inside of us, any of the iniquities, the thoughts, the whatever it is because we cannot follow Christ with all of those things in us amen so we've got to make a commitment to uh, follow him and not compromise with the enemy so when we do that our love for God is should be so strong that it makes our family <coughs> uh, look like um, make our family love look like hatred in comparison so when people see hatred when they see our love they'll say wow they got a lot of love in them you know when you see hatred you say oh them people hate why they hate like that but when they see love they'll be able to say oh why they love like that we love god we love what he does for us we love how he blesses us we love how he touches us we love how he uh supports us and give us everything that he said he would give us and supply all of our needs we love God. But if we can love God and love his people, that's what he would want. He wants us to love his people as much as we love him because he's love, right? And then we've got to have the faith. We got to have the faith to walk uh, uh, in this walk, knowing that God is the author and finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. God bless you, Pastor Carol. Uh, love. Thank you so much for being here, woman of God. I appreciate you. So we've got to understand. He said that we've got to walk by faith and not by sight so our love that the people see in us will help them to understand that we are the children and the sons of god god calls us alone he calls us alone and we must not compromise let's go to isaiah 51 i need to go to isaiah 51 verses 1 and 2 isaiah 51 my god Isaiah 51. Let's get there. Isaiah 51 says, Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock whence ye are hewn, and to the hole of the pit whence ye are digged. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah that bear you. For I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places, and he will make her wilderness like Eden, and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Hallelujah. If we can just but trust God. He'll make our place, our atmosphere like the Garden of Eden. He'll, hallelujah, Jesus. You know, it takes me back to that song when, when, when Donald Lawrence said, let's get back to Eden. God says, I'll give you what you need. I'll give you like, I'll treat you like you were in the Garden of Eden. I'll make sure that you're, you have food on the table. I'll make sure that you have money in your pocket. I'll make sure that your bills are paid. I'll make sure that you are have a shelter, that you have 
have a, a, a roof over your head and that you have transportation. Now, let me say something. It may not be yours, but he says, I'm going to give it to you alone. So it's going to be yours. You got to trust the Lord that it's going to be yours. A lot of people say, well, it's not man. It's not. No, trust the Lord that he said it's going to be yours alone. That's the kind of God we serve. Be faithful to him and he'll be faithful to you. Trust him. Have faith without a doubt. My God, because James tells us if we have any doubt, we have nothing coming, but you've got to trust God. Now, let me say this. If God says for us to trust him and we trust him, don't you know that he's going to do what he says he's going to do? My Lord. Hallelujah. We have to make a commitment to him and we have to trust him. I was reading something it's, uh, about uh, Thomas Fuller said that all mankind was divided into three classes. And I need for you to write this down so that you can revert back to this when you are thinking or needing uh, some uh, encouragement. <laughs> he said there are three types of classes, uh, 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 three divided into um, we are all mankind, excuse me, all mankind was divided into three classes. This is what I was reading with Thomas Fuller. The intenders, intenders, intend, like I-N-T-E-N-D-E-R-S, intenders, that's one. The endeavorers, endeavorers, E-N-D-E-A-V-O-R-E-R-S, endeavorers. God bless you, uh, uh, Marva Kennedy. I'm so happy to see you here, woman of God. I love you. I miss you. And may you, uh, Get this word tonight. The word for tonight is faith. Hallelujah. Your list is home. God bless you. I love you cuz. God bless you. And so number one was the intenders. Number two was the endeavorers. And number three, the performers. And I'm going to explain to you how, how God, uh, when Abraham, God told Abraham to leave, Tara may have been an intender. That was uh, Abraham's father. He was an intender, but he never made it into the uh, land of promise. His intentions was get to the promised land. That was his intentions, but he did not get to the promised land. And some of us have intentions and our intentions are not going to, and when we don't get there, that's not what God has for us. He had intentions to go into the promised land, but somehow he didn't make it. So know that whatever your intentions are, you've got to trust God. If you don't get there, that's not where God wants you to be. Amen. And so, but he never made it to the promised land. Uh, Lot was an endeavorer up to a point, but he failed miserably because he could not walk by faith. Uh, Lot, Abraham's nephew, he was an endeavorer. He was trying, endeavoring to get to uh, uh, hang out with Abraham or go with Abraham. But he had lack of faith. He was not walking by faith. He couldn't believe. I don't want this land. That that land. That this land. He didn't. He had. He doubted. And 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 Abraham said, "Look, you can't hang with me because no doubters can hang with me." Because if you ain't going, if you're not going to believe that God is going to do what he say he's going to do, then I can't be with you. I can't be around you because you don't believe where we're going. You don't believe that God has already told us. We may not see it, but God said he's going to do it and I trust him. You don't have to see it to believe it. That's why I quoted uh, Hebrews 11 and 1. There is um, uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So you don't have to see it to believe it. You don't have to see it to believe it. So he failed miserably because he could not walk by faith. Abraham and Sarah were the performers because they trusted God to perform what he promised. Let's go to Romans, the fourth chapter. Let's go there, fourth chapter, Romans 4, 18. 
Romans, the fourth chapter, the 18th verse, and I'm almost done. Four, verse 18. He says, who against hope believe in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. So God spoke to him and said to him, you're going to be the father of many nations. And he's going to have a thousand seeds. It was like, like it said, seed like the sand. So there was going to be trillions of seeds from Abraham. So we are the seed of Abraham. Hallelujah. That means that we are blessed. I don't care what people, what it looked like, what people say it is, or what people tell you it looked like. You, We are the seed of Abraham. We are blessed. We are truly blessed people. But we don't walk like blessed people. We walk in doubt. We walk in fear. We walk in and thinking that God is, has forgotten us. God has not forgotten us. He has never forgotten us. He's with us all the time. Hallelujah. But he says, he told Abraham, he said, I will do this alone. Give you this alone. That means I'm, it's for you, Abraham. So when God tell you something is for you, it's for you. It's not for everybody else. It's not for your mama, your daddy, your children, your job. It's not. It's for you alone. And you've got to be able to walk by faith and not by sight. You can cannot fear where God is trying to take you. Sometimes you just have to step out on faith. If he tells you to go to another city, like he told Abraham, Abraham had to step out on faith, but don't take the past with you. Oh God, you ought to look at somebody that's in your area or in your atmosphere right now, sitting next to you. Just tell them, say, don't take your past with you. You can't take your past with you. Your past is the past. And whatever has happened in your past, you need to let God handle it. Leave it alone and go into your future. And knowing that your faith, hallelujah, is going to get you to your destiny. Hallelujah. You should write that down. My faith is going to get me to my destiny. And so, uh, <laughs> excuse me, Romans 4, he sa it says, um, oh, wait a minute. Did I read that? and 18. He says, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the uh, deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered out. He staggered not. I can't hardly see this light. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith faith. He was strong in faith. God bless you, Brenda. It's so good to see you here, sister. I love you. Thank you for joining our Bible study tonight. And so he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Hallelujah. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Did you guys hear what I said? God bless you, Pastor Keith Alexander, all the way from Toronto, Canada. Thank you so much for being being here, man of God, in our Bible study. So, and verse 21 is what I really want to uh, get you guys to hear. He says, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, what God had promised, he was able to perform. He was able to perform. So Abraham believed that God was going to do it and God did it for him. He took him to a place that he didn't know of and he blessed him. He blessed, Ab he blessed him with a child, the promised child, when they thought that they couldn't have any children and so he blessed him he said you were going to have many seeds and he had another kid so <coughs> excuse me all kind of things was going on but somehow Abraham's faith 
who God, his faith was strong. He trusted the Lord. I'm saying to you tonight, have faith in God. Trust the Lord for everything that you need. If he tells you to go somewhere, get up and get ready and get prepared to go. And then when you start going, just trust God to take you where he says he's going to take you. Amen. Because he is a God that he cannot and will not lie. He will take you to the place that he said. They committed their lives. The Abraham and Sarah committed their lives and futures to God. Obeyed what he commanded and received all that God planned for them. Now, there are three things I want you to write down and I'm done. Number one, faith brings us out. Faith brings us out. Faith brings us out. You need to write that down. Faith brings us out. Verses 4 and 5 in Genesis 12 says, So Abram departed. He brought him out. As the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 70 and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. So, faith brings us out. You need to write that down. Faith brings us out. This is Bible study. Faith brings us out. Write it down. It may have been a son's love for his aged father that made Abraham delay. But the day finally came when he and Sarah had to leave Haran and go to the land God chose for them. There's going to come a day that you got to get up and do what God has told you to do. If you're not doing it now, you're not in the will of God. So if he's speaking to you and telling you to do something, you got to get up and do it. Faith and a double mind never go together. Let's go to James 1, 6 and 8. James 1, 6 and 8. Let's read what James 1, 6 and 8 says. Hallelujah, Jesus. I thank God. Thank you, Jesus. James 1, 6 and 8. It says... Uh, but let him ask in faith. We ask in faith. Nothing wavering. I talked about it earlier. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A double-minded person is unstable in all they ways. It never works. A double mind never works. It never goes hand in hand. My God. And we cannot serve two masters. In Matthew 6 and 24, he tells us that. He says you cannot serve two masters. You have to love one or hate the other. Let's go to Matthew 6 and 4. Matthew 6, 24. I'm sorry. 6, 24. Matthew 6, 24 says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot 
serve God and mammon. Mammon being meaning money. All right. So you can't have a lot of money and think you're going to serve God because you need a whole lot of money. Look, a lot of people think they rich. And he said a rich man is going to be the worst man trying to get into heaven. Oh, my God. So don't don't think about money like that. God promised to supply everything that we need. So you cannot serve two masters. Faith. Write this down. Faith demands commitment. Mm, write that down, you guys. Write it down. Faith demands commitment. Faith demands commitment. So that was number one. Number two, number two is faith brings us in. Number one was faith brings us out. Now, number two is faith brings us in. All right. Okay. Where would we be, first of all, if Abraham and Sarah had not committed themselves to God and to obey the Lord by faith? So where would we be if previous generations of Christians and uh, had not given themselves fully to the Lord? We who come along later must not take for granted the things that previous generations paid a great price to attain. So... Uh, we, you know, the next generation, uh, look back at us and say, I hope they say that we were faithful. I don't know if they can do it. This next generation that come out and say, we faithful, come on. But faith brings us in faith brings us in. Let's go to uh, 12, six through eight, uh, Genesis 12, six through eight. It says, and Abraham passed through the land unto the place of Shechem, unto the plain of Morah. And the Canaanite was then in the land and the Lord appeared unto Abraham. Abram and said unto thy seed will I give this land and there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him and he removed from thence a unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent having Bethel on the west and I high on the east and there he builded an altar unto the Lord and he called upon the name of the Lord uh, and so that that brought him in that brought him into to where God oh the blessings of God it brought him into the blessings of God so God brings us out that he might bring us in oh Lord Jesus you can need to write that down God brings us out mm, that he might bring us in let us read Deuteronomy 623 I need for you to write that Deuteronomy 6.23. Let's read it. Um, it says, And he brought us out from thence that he might bring us in to give us the land which he swear unto our fathers. So he brought us out of Egypt to take us into Canaan. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I hope you're getting that. I hope you're getting that. God brought you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Hallelujah. So that you may have eternal life. He brought you out of darkness, sin and shame into the marvelous light that you might have eternal life. He took Abraham out of Ur and, and brought him out of there and took him to, mm, oh my God, to Canaan. God is trying to get you somewhere. God is trying to take you somewhere. Hallelujah. Are you willing to go? Are you willing to follow him? Are you willing to say yes, Lord? Are you willing to say, God, I'll leave everything behind and yes, I'll go. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Are you willing to do that? 
And so he took them out just to bring them in. And so we know nothing about their long journey from Haran to Canaan because it was the destination that was important. Centuries later, God would give that land to Abraham's descendants. But when Abraham and Sarah arrived, they were strangers and pilgrims in the midst of a pagan society. My God. Hebrews 11, 13. I need to read. Let's go there and read that. Hebrews 11. 13, chapter 11, verse 13. My God. And I, I got one more and then I'm done. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm so excited. i just upset that this, uh, it went out on us. Um, so Hebrews 11, verse 13. And it says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. My God. So know that whatever God is trying to take you to, he can get you there if you have faith. If you don't have faith, you're not going to get there. My God, have faith in God. I'm here to tell y'all. You got to have faith in God. I'm talking to myself too. I've got to have faith in God because I know that you know, God is trying to take me somewhere. God is trying to get me to a higher plane in him. And I want to go. I don't want to sit here and just say, oh, I'm saved and, and that's it. And that's all to it. No, God got many promises. God has many plans. God has so much uh, for his children. He, uh, he said it in Jeremiah 29 and 11. He says, I know the plan I have for you. And that plan is for you to do good and not evil, that you would have a good future. He that's, that's the whole thing with Abraham. He had a plan for Abraham. He wanted him to have a good future. And he had it. He had wealth. He had his the promised son. He had many seeds. He had, he was the father of many nations. Look what God did for him. God is wanting to do those things for us and not those particular things, but God wants to do things for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Whether he will make you a mother and a father of many nations, of many, uh, you know, families, but you gotta, you gotta have faith in God and you gotta lay aside every weight in the sin that does so easily beset us. We gotta lay aside the past. We gotta lay aside the sin. We gotta lay aside all of the, the jealousy and the envy and the, the, the malice and all of that. We got to put that stuff away and begin to go forth in God and win souls for the Lord. Hallelujah. I read it when he says there were souls he got in Haran when he went to Haran and he took those souls with him, Abraham did. So we've got to have souls where God says that, that he'll bring to the church and add to the church. We got to stop wondering. Somebody told me this on Sunday. A young lady came to our church on Sunday. She said, Apostle, she said, don't look at the numbers. She said, these numbers don't mean nothing. She said, just keep on preaching the word of God and God is going to fill the house. Don't worry about nothing. And that just blessed my soul. So I'm here to tell you, have faith in God. Those pastors, those apostles, those bishops, if you don't have members in your church, you know, like like, like you know, uh, T.D. Jakes and all those, uh, Joyce Meyer, all them people, let me tell you something, all them people that you see, some of them belong to other churches. They just go visit them because they get, you know, something. It doesn't mean that all of them are members, but stop looking at the numbers. My God, Jesus, stop looking at the numbers and keep on preaching the word of God because God will make a change. He will do it. He will do it. So God took them out of earth 
to bring them into Canaan. And in spite of what the, the folk songs say, entering Canaan is not a picture of dying and going to heaven. It is a picture of the believer claiming his or her inheritance by faith. You got to claim your inheritance by faith. God has appointed a Canaan for each of his children. Let's go to Ephesians 2 and 10. Ephesians 2 and 10. I, I'm, I'm loving this. I'm loving what the Lord is saying tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Walk by faith. This is a faith walk. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2 and 10. Let's go there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My Lord. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2 and 10. It says... For we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship. God bless you, Tia. Thank you so much for being here all the way from Alabama. Thank you for being here, woman of God. So for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Walk in good works. Walk. He, we are his workmanship. He has created us to work in the kingdom. So we got to walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. He took us out of the world and brought us into Christianity. Brought us into spirituality. Brought us into being a believer. Hallelujah. And so it is a picture of the believer claiming his of uh, our inheritance. And it is for us. And it is obtained only by faith. You can't get it any other way. You got to only get it by faith. You can't buy it like they tried to do in the book of Acts. You can't buy it. You can't sell it. You can't uh, uh, eat it. Uh, you know, like dream it up. You know, you can't. It's only by faith faith. Have faith in God to believe that you can walk this walk. It is a faith walk. Hallelujah. And so claiming our inheritance involves tests and temptations. We got to go through some tests and some temptations. We got to go through some challenges and some battles. But God is able to see us through. Let's go to Philippians 1 and 6. Hallelujah. Philippians 1 and 6 where God tells us. Let's see. Uh, Ephesians is after uh, Philippians is after Ephesians. So let's go there to uh, Philippians 1 and 6. What did he say? He said, being confident of this very thing. Listen to me. And you can highlight this in your Bible or write the scripture down. Philippians 1 and 6. For being confident of this very thing, that he which began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So whatever he has given you to do and he has began a good work in you, he will perform it. He will help you. He will give you strength. He will give you uh, wisdom. He will give you, uh, you know, increase your faith. He will give you, um, you know, encouragement because that's who he is. He give us what we need, right? He give us what we need. So we're going to, we, we have to have it. God is able to see us through. Obedience leads to new assurance and new promises from God. What comfort it must have brought when Abraham and Sarah had this, uh, fresh revelation of God as they arrived in a strange and dangerous land. Sometimes you go to a strange place, but you got to go there. If God tell you to go there, go there. I'm talking to myself and I'm talking to you. God is telling somebody to get up and go and, and, and to go to a place where he has told you to go, but you're saying, Oh, I, I don't have this. or oh, I can't do that. I don't want to leave this. I don't want to do that. No, you better get up and do, because if you don't, all of your blessings is over in Canaan. 
You can't, you can't stay there and think you're going to get the blessing because your blessing is over in Canaan. He told them to get up and go. So you got to get up and go and get your blessing. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. And so what, what comfort them, uh, they, they had a fresh revelation of God as they arrived in a strange and dangerous land. When you walk by faith, you know that God is with you and you don't need to be afraid. Don't be afraid when you walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. God will work out his purposes and accomplish in and through you all that is in his heart, his will, his will. God bless you, uh, Cambria. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. And so God bring us out to bring us in and check this out. Not only does he just bring us in he bring us on oh my god so i gave you one one was god brings us out number two was god brings us in number three is faith well it's faith actually faith brings us out faith brings us in and faith brings us on the life of faith must never stand still you need to write that down the life of faith never stands still. For if your feet are going, your faith is growing. My God, did you hear me? If your feet are going, your faith is growing. Note that when we talk about this, the verbs that, that's used to describe.